0: down in Danville and uh, here with my uh, friend Pete Blackman and uh, we're at his uh, establishment and checking out the uh, Vermilion River uh, Beer Company which, uh, how long has this place been going there Pete?
1: We're just past three months. Three months.
0: months I remember seeing the thing from the the Danville, the uh, Palmer Arena that you were we transition out of there and then headed to, to do this so.
1: well actually uh the funny thing is is uh we opened the bar i'm not transitioning into the bar i'm actually transitioning into uh a new, oh. a new position i'm on the uh executive director for the danville library foundation
2: okay all right
1: so uh, so it, actually life's gonna get worse before it gets better uh in in the fact that i'm still managing as a Uh, on contract managing the facility until they hire somebody new and I get them kind of up to speed on what needs to, you know, kind of... Right, right, right. ...maintain. Uh, But then I'll also be running the foundation and we have our first event with... my first event with the foundation at the end of this month. Sure. Um, But, yeah, no, the bar is... uh, the bar is a side project, so I'm not actually leaving. Uh, Unfortunately, it's not enough of a side project yet. Right.
0: Now, Now, the space that you're in here... Was this, like, all kind of remodeled, uh, like, you're, you're, you guys are yeah. doing everything that's going on in here? Yeah. What it, was this before?
1: So, actually, this space technically was dormant for, man, I want to say about five years. It was just nothing. Really? Okay. Yeah, and, and that was uh, that was a tough one. Um, you know, as I own the building, so I own the whole building. There's three retail spaces, including this one in this building on the first sure. floor. And uh, this this space was it, it it was it was nothing for a long time. Before that, it was a comic book store, and before that, it was a photographer. And I mean, it's had a long history. Sure. Um, uh, but in terms of trying to get this project rolling, I really just sat there and did nothing with it, trying to get this project off the ground. Yeah, really. And so. It was, a, it was a very long, hard run with no income, you know, coming in from Oh, yeah, space. right, right, right. Uh, but the beauty of it is, is that it was really a big, empty shell. So, you know, the walls were just plaster. The floor that you're looking at is the original floor. Sure. The ceiling uh, is the original ceiling, the tin ceiling. And so the only thing we really did was, you know, sort of cosmetic, except we actually built the bathrooms uh, built out what will be the, the game room. Okay. And then to try and salvage some space, we built that mezzanine up there. So now,
0: like, so the game room, that's like slots and stuff like that that's right. back there? Because right. that's huge now. I it, mean, my oh gosh.
1: It is, and, and it's, it's good money, and it's obviously, it's, you know, it's something that we have to take advantage of, but in that same vein, I didn't want to, well, luckily for us, the gaming partner that we chose did not want their games like just sitting out here and i didn't want that either i was just completely opposed to that um i think it just there's there's just something different about it um there's got to be a stigma i mean you know
0: there's i've seen places that you know there's the same guy sitting at that thing constantly you know what i mean sort of a thing and
1: and i mean so the gaming company felt like if they had a private room which was great with us that (laughs) people playing the games they don't want to be watched they don't want to sit there and you know right they don't want to see see how much people to see how much they lose they don't want to see people to see how much they win right so it worked out really well for us to kind of have this separate game room in the back sure 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 sure. yeah yeah
0: because they watch those games to see if a guy loses 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 and then he jumps on the game right to see if he can't win right hey since we're do me a favor you just grab my phone out of there and take like a you know i don't know like a 20 second video or something while we're talking and uh i'm gonna send it to facebook can you do that uh, uh so yeah i brought my sons down uh, helped me set up everything uh down here and uh we haven't been down here since you were working at the arena and the boys right. were uh uh 10 years old uh so you know they, midget state is in this town so right right and uh pete was always uh really cool about uh, getting me in the uh, the arena pretty much uh, pro bono uh, you know um, yeah
1: it was cool uh, you know when we when we first started doing the midget state wrestling tournaments at the arena i didn't it never occurred to me that i was going to run into classmates
0: oh yeah, yeah so yeah, uh, right, right. i ran
1: yeah. into several um, i'm sure
0: who else did you run into uh
1: well uh, uh, lisa came down henson yeah okay, and yeah. then uh, you know if you recall amanda rossi yeah uh, she yep, was a yep. year behind us and yep. um and I think, like, big in IKWF. Yes, right? yes. She's yeah. like, she's one
0: of the. Like, I've called there, and she's like, yeah, I know you, Bill. And <laughs> right. I'm like, oh my God, this is weird, right? Right. Right. Again, so, so
1: yeah, it was just fun. It was it was really neat to run into people. I didn't think about that, you know, but it, it makes sense.
0: Now, what else uh, went but, down there in that in that arena?
1: Well, you know, we're we're mainly an ice facility, and yeah, and, okay, and right, it's, right, right, right. It's strange because, you know, in its in the 80s, you know, there were lots of concerts. I mean, you know, they did a lot of stuff. Well, the industry's changed over time. And sure. So we're not doing as much of that. But, um, you know, our biggest user group is our home hockey team, which is the Danville Dashers. In fact, their opening weekend is this weekend. So they, they opened last night with a, I think it was a 3-0 win. Right. Uh, they play again tonight. And so... know because of our home team being the dashers and the ice facility and what have you i mean youth hockey is a big user group sure Um, so you know basically from october one to um the end of april we're ice yeah right and then everything else that comes in kind of fills in over that you know and so like for example um midget state actually happens on the ice you know the ice never goes away so oh really yeah, i did not so, know that yeah, so when the kids are wrestling they're they're on the ice
0: got it got it, got it. okay so there's just the floor that goes on over the top of the ice and then you're right okay all right i thought they thought they got rid of it for for that but uh yeah so this is the first time i've ever done anything live anywhere so it's oh, okay. interesting to see the looks on some of the people's faces when they walk in like you know <laughs> the hell is going on here uh what you call it uh so yeah, no, and that, that was always a nice place down there. How is the city of Danville doing? Like as far as, like it, it seemed like it was kind of, I don't want to say depressed, but like what, what's the, what's the economic thing that goes on in Danville? What uh, what industries here? Just farming? Well, or?
1: no, 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 no. Actually, we have a we have quite a bit of industry here. Uh, you know, we have a couple of big players with uh and Crop and their divisions. That you know, Tyson comes in and they have several different divisions. Uh, mainly, uh, well, automotive industry. Um, there's Danville Metal. Uh, there's Danville Metal stamping. Um, Danville Metal is is a, a, a huge steel company recycling. Right. You know what happened? Well, how far are we from um, Champagne? We're not far. Thirty from. minutes. Thirty minutes. In.
0: Yeah. Hey, where boys? Where's the where's that Revelant uh, truck being made? Is that Champagne or is that the Rivian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I thought it was down this way so there's a you know we, we always talk about uh electric cars and stuff like that like that's okay. you know for sure you know want to get a tesla someday that you know that kind of thing um and their ford has got some project with this Rivian company who's down right around here okay and their plant is here where they're building these uh it's a really cool truck that's a ev it's a total electric vehicle really and the plant is on here. i think it took over uh a Ford plant or something that was down this way, but I'm not sure. But um, I wonder
1: if, uh, yeah, okay. I might, I think I've heard something about that. It's, it's, not, in, it's not in Danville. No, not in Danville, yeah, okay. Because
0: yeah, yeah. I know these little towns, and Danville's not that small, but I was surprised when we pulled into town, like my GPS still said I had 10 minutes to get to here yet. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my, there's no way it's that big.
1: Well, here's the funny thing with Danville is, uh, Danville, in, in the heyday, you know, the population was flourishing. Okay. Um, and industry is flourishing and what have you. And then so the the if there was a mistake, right, the mistake that Danville made was their eyes were bigger than their stomach in terms of land growth, Sure. right? So then they bought up all this land, and they just kept buying land and buying land. And then, you know, the, the floor fell out in terms of you know, the flagship employer with GM yeah, right. that's, went away. Okay, that's where I was going.
0: And like every, every little town seemed to have like that. Everybody's kind of, right. gone through that. Yeah. The whole flint Michigan thing where it kind of like sunk it as as far as that goes.
1: So everybody kinda of hung their hat on that, right? Back in the eighties yeah. so in, in the in the late eighties when the bottom fell out on that and they, they left town, everybody was just, you know, destroyed. And so sure. you know, so unfortunately what happened is is as the population continued to decline and and has continued to decline to some extent, um, we still have the same amount of land. And yeah, And right. now that you have it, you can't just, like, stop servicing it. You right. know, if there's one guy a mile out there. Sure. you still got to run sewer and water and power to right. it. Right, right. Um, so, so things just kind of got crazy. And the funny thing is, is in my opinion, um, it's not the economic side of things. So when we talk about, like, uh, when they talk about, you know, depressed or what have you, yeah, I, almost, right. I almost feel like... Uh, um, It's a psychological thing, like you know. Economically, we're not depressed, but like Danville's just like sad. You know, like they're just mad at themselves. And and what's what's funny is 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 to me as a as a guy not from here originally. Yeah, right. As an outside observer, Danville is beyond humble, right? I mean, they're not boastful as a community. They don't sit there and say like you know we we're better than whatever. We we don't. Sure. They're almost the opposite. They're almost self-deprecating in, in that, you know, like we, it, it's like, uh, you know, let's say, uh, you know, it's like a, I picture a guy like lifting weights, right? Okay. And he's like benching, you know, or, or, or lifting, you know, hundreds of pounds. Sure. And, and the whole time he's like, I can't do this. And I'm like, but you're, I'm literally watching you do it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. And right. so, uh, so that to me has been Danville is that they, they really sort of like don't outwardly say like we can't accomplish this and i'm like no wait you're you're literally doing this yeah right, like right, you right, know right, yeah. the volunteer base in town is is fa- it's fantastic you know, it's it's unmatched in other communities that i've been to um and so you know to tie it back in say to this particular let me get you that microphone a little bit
0: better oh. just a little tighter yeah just pull sure. it towards you. there you go
1: so so to to tie it in a little bit to to this bar for yeah. example you know to put together a craft beer operation everybody's like right Danville's never going to support it and I'm like no trust me you guys will yeah right, right I right. promise you'll support it and that's and and they have and, and it's almost like uh they just they second guess themselves when they're really just you know as a community fantastic community I mean that's why I'm here since 1996 I mean it's why I've never yeah, yeah, left, how did you, know?
0: you how did you end up going from so like I just moved from Manhattan to <laughs> Mantino and I was a little bit concerned right because yeah. I mean uh, you know they, they call it Mantucky or whatever down right, there and right. I was like I got a low tolerance for, for white trash and stuff so it's kind of like not my thing but I actually love Mantino it's terrific Mantino's a terrific little town and I like small towns I mean they're, 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 they're but, a fun place to hang out
1: the trick is always, you know, what what's your perspective? I mean, how are you going about, you know, looking at it? Are you going, you know? Everybody wants to get out of where they're at. We grew up in a great community in, in oh, the yeah, Lincoln Way community, sure. and and yeah, I wanted to get out of there. Yeah. Why? You know, looking back, it's like it was great. Yeah, right. Everybody wants to kind of get out, and and so, you no, know, yeah, I see it. Um, you know, you you see a town for its flaws, but. I think it, you're you're making a huge mistake if you don't see a town for its greatness. So, so how did I get down here? I think was your question. Yeah. It. And uh, uh, so, I, I went to U of I. Yeah. Um, graduated from U of I. And um, uh, well, I always open this story with she was beautiful.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: Um, because in the end. Uh, ultimately I, I followed a girl down here yeah, yeah. and uh, she lives in Atlanta with a wonderful husband and uh, oh. wonderful girls and uh, and it was so it was just kind of funny because I basically graduated and went home to Chicago I wasn't really having much luck finding a job and what I wanted to do which yeah. who knows what the hell that was I mean, I mean I didn't really wasn't able to define it but um, and at the time, my girlfriend was at U of I, and she was a senior, and I'm like, ah, I just, you know what? I knew I'd find an easier time, you know, with my network and connections in Champaign, Urbana. Sure. Danville ended up being where I ended up. And so, anyway, you know, we parted ways. It was never meant to be, right? Yeah. And so Thanksgiving for every wrong move, uh, as the song lyric goes, is I, I met my wife here, and, and this is where I've stayed, you know, yeah, right, right, right. And, and I've built my my, my life here, and uh, and my family's here, and so for example, leaving the arena, when I decided it was time to move on from the arena, um, it was very important to me that I wasn't leaving town, you know, wasn't sure. you know, I mean, trust me, there, I'm sure there's some job that would pull me away from now. From with town, the but, with the
0: arena stuff that you were doing though, like I would see posts every once in a while you know facebook's a weird thing because like you will get uh if i'm if i'm interacting with you on facebook i'll get all your posts if i don't interact with like say i scroll past something then i guess facebook thinks i don't want to see stuff from you anymore and i wouldn't so i don't know if i saw everything or not but there was a lot of like local festival kind of things that you were involved in as far as that goes
1: yeah and and uh, you know what um Today, I can tell you that it's it's I bring something to the table, right? I mean, in in, you know, 25 years later, as I'm involved in local events, I bring something to the table. But it wasn't because I brought something to the table early on as much as I brought energy and a willingness to volunteer. And by the way, Danville taught me that willingness. I mean, Danville taught me a lot about um, you know picking yourself up and and really digging into you know to volunteer and and giving back to the community by way of time and so you know i just became a volunteer um and i got involved in as many things as i could and so i kept getting asked to be involved in more things yeah right and as i grew in in my career both as an arena manager and you know in other circles with you know entertainment and what have you now i'm also i'm a veteran so to speak you know i sure. uh, it's I try not to sound like an idiot, but, you know, I, there's actually experience that I bring to the table. So I try and get involved as as many things as possible. Um, and, and it's and it's nice to, it's humbling to be asked
0: to, yeah, to right, do that, right. you know. Is there ever um, going to be a Mayor Pete down in Danville? Nope. Or, no?
1: Nope. I, and I'll tell you, um, one, um, I'm not so arrogant as to think that I could ever be something like a, like a mayor or what have you, you know. Right. But, um I can't imagine being a mayor of anywhere in the day of Facebook.
0: Yeah, right? Like that's all for me that's all like the the whole social media thing's got everything backwards. We're private citizens, but everything we have is public. Mm-hmm. And then public citizens, they'll put up their Facebook page and everything is pretty much private. You'll see nothing that's of a private nature in their public office. Right. If anything, I should know more about the guy in public office than I do the jamoke down the street. But he posts everything that he does, every meal he eats. I saw that. Well, he had. the
1: the thing that I didn't, you know, even at the technically the arena was a public position. I mean, it is a public position. You know, it's. it's is it
0: through the town? The it, arena. It's,
1: it's 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 a component unit of the city.
0: Oh, okay, right? okay. So it's not a privately owned business.
1: No, no, it's a public entity. Got it. Um, and. Uh, you know I just you, you it, it's very easy for somebody to just say like you know this guy sucks and suddenly it's a band you know yeah. bandwagon of right, you know right. just gets out of control and so um, you know the, the people you know individuals human beings are one thing and they're beautiful and and you know you get to know people The public has become a mob.
0: Yeah, that is. I think it's always been a mob.
1: And so, like, you know, people are awesome, but but the public is a strange thing. Right. And um, so, yeah, I just, I I don't know. I can't imagine. it, It was hard enough as arena manager just putting up with sort of the... One offs of, you know, blah, right, you know, Pete sucks or whatever. <laughs> and then everyone tries to get like everyone on the you
0: playground know. and not like you. Yeah, sort of I, actually,
1: I, I actually looked up, I, th- I don't know if I bought it or not. I bought a bunch of websites, but I think one of the websites I bought was, uh, I think I bought PeteSucks.com. Nice. I think I did. I don't remember. Nice. But uh, um, but I mean, I'm small in that, you know what I mean? The arena manager is a small thing. Sure. I can't imagine being the mayor. No, I can't imagine sure being, you know, demanding. You know, I mean, you look, it's just easy to throw some lost, some just sh- shit comment out there. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, yes. Yeah. And also, he's a murderer. Oh, you know yeah, what right, I mean? Right. And it just
0: gets sure. out of control. Sure, 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 sure. sure. So. All right, so what are we drinking here? Is this me on this side? Yeah. I, uh, hey, Sonny, could you uh, throw me one of that uh, tall one at least?
1: Yeah. So, um, Thanks. everything I brought you to to just taste, and I am not expecting yep. you to drink it all but, no, but everything not gonna work, right? everything i brought is uh, except for uh, one of these is uh, is all local breweries. Nice. So this nice. is all central illinois stuff and, uh, uh, the uh, the one that in the over here in the in the brandy snifter is uh, is actually from blue island.
0: So oh, okay, so by, that, yeah, not, not quite local but
1: yeah. But good stuff. So
0: Yeah, that is good. What am i drinking there?
1: That is uh that's a beer called No Big Deal, uh, and it's made by Triptych uh, out of Savoy, which is just south of Champagne.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's got a rich taste to it as far as—it's uh, not it's not a Miller Lite, that's for sure. Right, yeah, right. right. No, which, but it's, it's got a full body I don't body drink any team. of that anyway. But
1: yeah. yeah, it's got a real full body to it.
0: I'm more of a Guinness guy. Uh, I'm more of a Guinness guy myself, but uh, I like anything that's like not— uh, super bland or watered down or anything like that i don't ever drink bud light or miller light or any of that kind of stuff
1: i uh i i I do drink uh the domestics when i just decided like i've had enough it it, having this operation it's very easy to get wrapped up in like heavy stuff and you know before you know it you're you know kneeling and uh so once in a while it's almost like uh, I use some of the domestic uh, lighter beers as like palate cleansers (laughs) well nowadays things are
0: crazy too I don't think you've got anything like that here but we were looking up uh, the other day we were looking up the most alcoholic beers and there were beers like I think it's the same thing as like trying to make the hottest pepper there were beers on there that were 46% alcohol yeah and I'm like that's that's not a beer how is that a beer well and the thing about it that's 90 proof
1: right there's a Sam Adams just came out with their Utopia, which is 23, uh, percent and uh, I think it's re- uh, wholesaling. I think, well, say I think it's retailing for like 294 bucks for like a 24 uh, ounce bottle. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and uh, it, and the article came out like it was illegal in 15 states technically. Yeah.
0: Jeez. Some guys can have two of those and hit the road and kill somebody, right? Right. No. Yeah, I've Thank been
1: you. to I've been to uh, some bars where they, you know, the 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 distributor doesn't really explain what they're giving them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. so, like, you know, they're giving them this beer, and they're pouring it in pints and yeah. selling it for like four bucks. You know. Next right. thing you know, I can't see out of my left eye. Right,
0: <laughs> that <laughs> little balls palsy on the right. on one side of your face. That's <laughs> not, not good. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So as far as the place goes, do I see uh, old bakery? Okay. So the the sign behind you is just that's just that's just beers. You don't serve any food here. There's not a grill here.
1: No. Yeah, okay. um, so we we talked about it, and as much as I wanted to be in the uh, have food I didn't want to be in the food business I mean mm-hmm. I can't imagine anything more difficult than the bar business but the restaurant food. business sure. and you know the notion of you know just the, 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 you know having anything go bad in the refrigerator sure, I mean, that sure, kind of stuff sure. just scares me yeah. um, the liability of it and what have you so right. I just I didn't want to be in that business um, we have 1700 square feet here okay um, and then we have a, 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 very nice lease next door with the lot, uh, the open lot next door. Okay.
0: And that's it's like five. a garden area, like an outside area. Yeah. It's, it's, nice. un-
1: it's undeveloped, but you yeah, know, it's like 5,000 square feet of, uh, of outdoor space that we haven't developed yet. But parked on that is a food truck that makes wonderful food, love and cup food truck. They make amazing food and, um, when they decided to kind of they were looking for space I said come to us and we'll we'll it's a sweetheart lease with them yeah you know and and they open for special events for us or you know typically they they're opening for lunch uh, Monday through well they're growing that so ideally they're going to be open for lunch all the time we're going to be open earlier once sort of the gaming comes in sure and um, and then ideally like that that partnership will grow organically so that we incentivize them to be open
0: more yeah, right, hours right, and it, right, it's right. fruitful
1: for them to That's do it. it. And how are,
0: how is that down here as far as like a uh, food truck goes? Are there tons of food trucks or just a couple?
1: Not, not in town. I mean, right. there's a, uh, you know, we've got a lot of, you know, barbecue uh, cookers uh, sure. and, and they're all very good, but um, we don't have a lot of uh, food trucks. We okay. don't have a lot of people doing anything really too different there's a there's a couple there are a couple good ones but not you know 30 minutes over to champagne and and you've got you know quite a few
0: now what's the like the strip here that we're on it's like an old part of town really pretty i mean this uh there's an arch out there that's like geez that thing looks like it's 100 years old for sure uh is there more nightlife going on so like you know saturday night walking down here is there a couple places to hop to or
1: yeah. So, um, coincidentally, uh, 20 plus years ago, when I first moved to town, my job was downtown development director. So before I was at the arena, I was the director for downtown, and uh, we started a concert series, and it started. I think it was like eight concerts every other Friday, and uh, and then you know I moved on. Things you know changed yeah. and what have you. Well, the past couple of years, uh, my partners and I in... Uh, I, I have an entertainment business with Portal Entertainment Group, and my partners and I in Portal work tapped to come in and run the concerts again. Yeah. And so what used to be eight concerts every other Friday has grown into 12 concerts every single Friday through the sure. summer. And, you know, and I was at the first one because I, I created it, and there was like four of us sitting there drinking a can of beer going, this is great. Yeah. And now it's, you know thousand people on friday night right, you know right. just now what about sh- this, this like the the strip
0: yeah can you, right, you can close down we, the street and get we, like a little festival going we, on we
1: close the street and the other thing that we did and it was trust me it was it was with me in mind but it was more about the existing climate because we weren't open yet but um the you know you could walk down the alley to a bar there's a great bar in the alley um and uh, people would go there. You, there's a bar at these events, for example, but you could go down the alley and buy whatever you wanted and then walk back down with it. Yeah, right, sure, sure. <laughs> but technically it wasn't legal, right? Got it. So we went to the city and uh, and I said, hey, listen, you know, one, it should be legal, but two, I'm about ready to open a bar, and I guarantee you with my luck, I'll be the one that gets in trouble. Sure. So why don't we just make this, you know, it, do this? And yeah. And so it... it we became an open container district on special events night, okay. special event nights, so that the bars would... So you would, give to-go cups? So you can go, you can walk outside and, yep. you know, and it's sort of decriminalizing alcohol a little bit, yeah, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. you've got those people that they're not in it to just pound beer. They want to drink while they're pushing their their cart, their yeah. their, their baby, yeah, right, you know, sure. stroller. They're not... They're not looking to pound. They're just no, looking right. to enjoy yeah, a good beer. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So, so we ended up doing an open container district. So anyway, yeah, on Friday nights in the summer, this place is packed, and we were lucky. <laughs> we were lucky that we forced ourselves to bite, be open by the last few concerts, and it, it really made a difference. And, I'm
0: sure, yeah, you know, right.
1: Um, so uh, so fortunately, by coincidence, I also happened to run the, the downtown concerts, uh, the the. The place that I used to work for when I first moved to town. It's a came good back coincidence. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and they're a good group too. So, uh, so yeah, it and like last night for example is uh, we do they started doing first Fridays, which is a thing with a lot of communities, and they started doing first Fridays. And uh, last night was the second annual Potterfest, the Harry Potter thing. Oh God. Okay. So. You know, okay, is that
0: why at the theater they're playing Harry Potter?
1: So the, the theater that you saw uh, coming okay. into town. And like
0: this old time. So there's a, you know, there, there, Danville's like a really old town. There's an old time movie theater down there. And when we came in, it was like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Like yep. I'm thinking, I'm not a Harry Potter guy, but I'm thinking that we was about 10 years old. Oh, I
1: think it's I think it's got to be older than that. Yeah, maybe. I don't even know. Right. Um, but so the theater on another you know, tangent. The theater has just just opened up after I mean decades of decay.
0: How is it inside? Is it in one of those nice old theaters? Uh, it's
1: just opened up in the middle of September.
0: Oh gee, so just um, opened a, up.
1: Almost completely renovated nice. uh, thanks to the uh, millions of dollars of one individual. Really? Yes. Right. So we had a this this whole community has had a number of benefactors. I'd and, say. Um, and and uh, Julius Hegler was one of those, uh, you know. Um, and it was that individual who was recently passed away. But, I mean, he, he pumped millions into that renovation. And it literally went from stagnation to just over a year, I think. Millions. Wow. In just... I think just over a year
2: wow that's that's
0: and nice that's great I mean, you
1: walk into that theater and you think you're in some other town it's yeah. gorgeous so they've, they've
0: renovated the restored it so they like the old. it's restored and then they up the i'm not guessing the audio and video is much better than it was <laughs>
1: they did yeah yeah, yeah yeah no it's a it's so it's state-of-the-art meets historic Nice. You know, those are always yeah and awesome. uh, so you know so a thing like that opened up we had potter fest down here and last night we challenged, you know, like it was us and another couple bars and we were like one house at Harry Potter and they were another house. We didn't even know what any of that meant. All we knew is we were buying into the energy, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, like, sure, sure, sure. you know, so we were decorated. We were all dressed up like, you know, nerds Nice. anyway, uh, but we had fun with it. And, um, and it's those kinds of things that are really sort of helping not only drive business through our door as a new bar, but business through the downtown yeah. and, um, uh, and things like the Fisher, and there's a wonderful restaurant in the first block called the Heron, which is also historic in terms of its, its design. You know, the, the feel of downtown is, is really sort of coming through a renaissance. Oh, I
0: think the more, the more festivals kind of stuff that you do, yeah. whether, I mean, summertime, walking down here, if there's an art festival or something like that, I mean, every town's got artists in it, you know, or anything, and then they can have a beer and all the other stuff. Now, I don't, I, I'm i not a smoker, but what happens when pop becomes legal in Illinois for recreational use? Will bars be able to, like, because you can't smoke tobacco inside of a bar or even in a garden area, right? You can't smoke tobacco.
1: You know, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, I have no, you know, I don't have any issues with smoking. I don't have any issues with pot. I don't have any issues with um, uh, vaping. I, I don't want it inside. No, are there um, now? You're
0: a bar owner. Are there different rules for vaping than there are for smoking?
1: Well, I, as far as I know, it's it's fine inside. I, honestly, I... oh, the vaping's
0: fine inside. I, I couldn't know. tell you. Yeah, I wouldn't. Oh, okay,
1: I can tell you this. I don't really, you know, tell anybody anything. I don't. I don't want it. If it, I just I don't like anything that you walk in and you're like, what's that. Got it. Got you know, it. Got it. I mean, it Well, we grew up changes. in a
0: time where, like, I went to California when I was like 22, and California was one of the first places that you right. couldn't smoke inside at all. And it was foreign. Like, I, I didn't smoke, but I was super surprised to go into a bar and everybody's standing outside the bar smoking, and then you go inside and no one's smoking. And the guy's like, I got you got to keep going outside. And I'm like, for what they're like well it's illegal in the whole state of california to be inside which then it worked its way through the rest of the country and you can't smoke inside anywhere and then like if you go to a white Sox game you can't smoke in in the outdoor park you can't smoke which i don't smoke so it's fine by me i'm not inconvenienced but the vaping thing i would have thought would have gone right with it as far as
1: that goes it, it didn't um you know, in fact, uh, I'll tell you. Like at the arena, for example, we we got rid of smoking before Illinois got rid of smoking inside the arena. Okay. okay. So, um, the what's I like is when the state. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm torn, right? As, as a, from one perspective, the state telling a bar, a private business, what to do seems very strange to me. Sure. So I have a you know, but I appreciate it. So it's it's you know, I'm kind of torn because I love that there isn't that, right. but I hate that it was forced by the. I don't know, whatever. No, no, but no, no the, I think
0: that's a good conversation because, like, I'm the same way. I think if in certain, I've had experience as a general contractor with regulation and stuff like that, that ended up actually, like, I don't know. Everything is different if you really look into it than if you don't really look at. Like, so that's why, the, the, like, I like the podcast thing because there's no time frame to this. If I sat right. here for three hours, I sat it for three right. hours If the conversation's going good. Um, but, like, whenever you see something on the news or even an article, it's usually condensed down so you can, like, take it in in a right. short period of time. Where So, like, regulation, where we're from, the Lincoln Way area, kind of hit the Lincoln Way area, like, when I was in my 20s. And right before it hit, you'd be a general contractor, and it was a breeze I mean everything was They just showed up with green stickers And there was a guy in his car That waved me over Never came into the job Gave me the green sticker to keep going And I'm like alrighty And he, you know I mean I knew the guy He knew that we did good work But like still Why don't you come check it out Like it kind of made me feel funny Regulation All of a sudden they fired all those guys They brought in all kinds of regulators And a lot of guys lost their businesses They, could, they couldn't do it anymore So they were out of there but it turned out only the shitty ones were gone. Right. So it like made it better. It really made it better in the end.
1: Yeah. I, and and that's the thing. I mean, listen, it's I love that. It, uh, here's the the now. It's like I like that I can blame the state for that. Yeah, right. You right. know. Sure, sure, uh, sure. And it's on and it, honestly, I kind of wish the state now would say like, "All right, no vaping." Cuz then I can blame them. Sure. sure. You know? sure. and here's the thing with vaping I don't really... Again,
2: fundamentally, whatever.
1: It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. But I've seen that situation. I've witnessed it where, you know, a guy comes in and he's, like, blowing this cloud of smoke. Yes. Intentionally to just, you know, because he came. Yes, right, right. And, you know, and you want to just slap him. I mean, you just, you know, it's kind of I sense, think they look you know? pretentious
0: as all hell I do. I really look at him I'm like, oh, you douchebag. <laughs> but, you know, and I mean, okay, so I've had... Uh, I'm not a smoker, so, like, I'm, 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 you know, biased in that situation. I've had people that were tobacco regular Marlboro smokers that switched to vaping because they didn't want all the chemicals right. that were in the, and the tar and everything else. And if that's what's working for them, more power to you. But, you know, for me, it, it all just looks dumb. Some of it is obnoxious, though, too, the smell. Like, I mean, I'm like, dude, chill on the peach. Like, oh, my right. gosh.
1: Yeah, the, the, you know, the...
0: Right. very crunch I thought so, you were uh, fruity when I saw you now <laughs> I know you are it's
1: it's, it's strange uh, now I've also seen people go through the phase like they're done with it they're past the yeah know. yeah yeah so um, yeah I agree I mean if it if it is a, here's the thing and I say this only because I'm not convinced yet. Like, I think the verdict's still out, right? I mean, we're not going to know for still some time.
0: On what? On like, if it's dangerous for you? Right.
1: I mean, but I say if it is if it is a truly a healthy alternative and gets you out of smoking, tar, smoking yeah. that is cool. But is there something else that's just as bad that we're not aware of? I don't know.
0: Right, because there's articles out there. But I, I, I was just made aware of this by Laura Valinga. Friend of friend of ours growing yeah. up, who she vapes, and I I didn't like I didn't know any of it, so I was like, you know, I from the articles I saw, I thought it was deadly. Like yeah. I saw yeah. all these articles where kids like hold up a thing and they're on all the oxygen, and everything else, and she's like, some of those are just big tobacco, like you yeah. know, beating it down as far as that goes because they're losing clientele, right. which seems crazy because you think that the same tobacco companies would be involved in the vaping industry. It seems like government always dragged its feet long enough for them to switch over. You know, like, big oil is heavily invested in wind and solar and they just change over to not now we're your right. dealer for that. Right. So, you know, they're going to make their millions no matter what. Uh, but yeah, so th- th- that was a question. I, the, the vaping thing for a bar does seem like something that would be could be intrusive. Yeah. As far as that goes. I, I,
1: I think it, I think it is, let's say this, I think it's, if you, if you say smoking is intrusive, I say so, it always. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean?
0: I grew up with a smoker, my dad, and when people smoke, light up a cigarette, it doesn't really bother me. It's like not yeah. that big of a deal, especially outside, like I really could care less. Yeah,
1: no, it doesn't faze me, no. you know, but, but I will say that, you know, walking into, or, you know. Walking out of a bar, and not smelling like a smoke. That's not, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, nice.
0: Yeah, right,
2: that's
1: nice. right. So you know, I you know again, I mean fundamentally, it's like ah, oh, you suck, but this is kind of cool. Yes, right. So <laughs> right.
0: No, that's good. And I mean, no cigarette machine in the, in the bar either. Which you know, when we were kids. There was always a cigarette machine yep. in the bar. Oh yeah. Uh, but um, and then yeah. So and the beers changed too. I mean, when we were when we were kids. You went in the bar. There was old style and paps and schlitz
1: you know that's funny hold on one sec sure hey Rob are they okay on volume are they okay on the volume are they do they need it up more okay are we in anybody's way okay alright
0: yeah I I can edit anything out oh no no I
1: just wanna I just wanna make sure that we're you know yeah we're good so (laughs) um we, every, when people look at us, I'm wondering if they're it's because we just look funny, you know, sitting here in the middle of a bar like this, or yeah. if like we're too loud. So you were asking about the paps and the slips
2: Yeah.
1: The funny thing is, okay, so our bar is 20 tap handles, and I wish we had 40. Oh, right. Really? When we wow. had 20 tap handles. I thought, you know, oh my god, we rock! You know, we're killing it. Isn't that a lot
0: to maintain? Like, as well, far as that's a lot of to spread it, it around, right?
1: It is, but we quit. I quickly realized like shit, I wish we had 10 more. I mean, if, I wish we had more because there's so much out there that's really good. Oh, and yeah, it, yeah. and even like the local, like you don't want to like get rid of this one, but no. you know, you have to do some rotation. So you've got to f- kind of figure it out. Our our draft beer here outsells everything else by like 300 400%. Okay. Okay. The, after that, one of our best sellers is Old Style, Hams, oh, yeah, pats, yeah, yeah, yeah. Schlitz. Right. We, we brought them all in. We sure. brought all the sort of, you know, the, the retros in. Um, first of all, they're not bad beers. Nope. They get a bad rap because they're, Absolutely. you know. But it's not like you're choking any of them down. No. They're excellent beers. And they move just as fast. Right. Um, no, my grandfather so, was an old style drinker yeah, forever. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, we've got, we have all of that here and it moves.
0: Now, okay, I don't know Jack's squad about like owning a bar, but I had heard from a bar owner that the regulars are who make them their money. The guy who comes in, you guys aren't open like a, you're not open like a town bar. You know, like uh, uh, in Manhattan, you got Fritz's and you got Gallagher's in town there. They're open at noon or open oh, yeah. at 11 o'clock. And there's a guy at the end of the bar at 11 o'clock. And he just, he's got his beer in his shot and he's drinking. And he's going to be there till 10 o'clock tonight. Oh, yeah. Like he's going to put down a case of beer while he's sitting there and probably buy some food or whatever like that, too. I mean, be, not being open till 4 o'clock, does that kind of mellow out the local thing where you got a regular.
2: So,
1: so this was when we designed this business plan, right? Um, the way that we. The way that the majority of our funding is private investment. Okay. So we didn't go, we actually don't have a bank note.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Right, right, right. okay.
1: So the majority of what we did is private investing. When we went to the private investors, if we were to say, hey, we want you to help us buy that bar down the street. Okay. They'd have laughed us out of the office. They'd get out. I'm not here, you know. What we did was create something very new and very different sure. than. So for starters, we don't, we don't, we never had a regular. It's not like we bought a bar with a bunch of regulars. You know, yeah, you buy right, a bar right, and then there's right. like you also own those three guys that yes, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. we didn't have any clientele. But we also knew that what we were going to do, that we wouldn't have had investors in it. So. Um, so, not being open till four doesn't necessarily affect us because we didn't have a before and after.
0: Sure, sure, sure.
1: Right. So the the public knows us as being open at four. Right, right. right. And and you also have to understand that, that generally, and this is again, we're just trying to differentiate ourselves. It's not better. It's not whatever. We're not, not hate adjectives when we describe our. Sure. our that person's not coming here to drink a $4 pint or a $5 pint oh, no, or a right. $6 pint, right, yeah. you know? Um, so, you know, we're not losing that person cause they were never common. Right. 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 What, when I learned, uh, one of the biggest, uh, one of the truest statements I've learned in retail is it's not about gaining, uh, a bigger piece of the pie it's about owning a 100% of the piece of the pie that you have sure sure
2: sure that's and good so
1: um, we never wanted to go after other people's clientele you know I mean first of all that's just being an a-hole yeah right you know? sure but secondly that wasn't what we were ever going to do we weren't you know again we weren't going to buy the bar down the street we also weren't going to be the next you know design ourselves to be the bar down the street we were totally something different and so we see people that don't go anywhere else. Okay. It, it just because that's that's this is they want to come in and they want to slow down and they want to have you know yeah a, a healthy you know six seven percent beer and yeah, you know, right, right, right. and pay a little bit more. No, for the other it. the
0: other places there in town are more your local hole in the wall kind of bars. they right?
1: the, and and they're my places. I mean they're the places yeah, yeah, that yeah. you right, know right, I right. still go to. Sure. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're different, yeah, you know. Right, right. Um, and so, you know, the, but, but we're, the loyalty that we're developing are brand new people that weren't somewhere else. Sure. And so, you know, we're, and they come here.
0: Yeah, right. right and right. so
1: we're, we're building a, a lo- loyal client base and trying to get their business 100% of the time instead of trying to, like, say, like, you guys should come here instead of over there. You know. Now, are you
0: are you having fun doing it so far? You're three months into it. Is this, has it been a good time? Or has it been? I mean, I think a lot of people go into something. I know guys that are uh, really into fishing. They convince themselves that they want to buy a bait and tackle uh-huh. place, and they never get to fish again. Right. Or you know, they buy a resort, and it's like, I'm like, dude, you just bought the thing that's busy when your season to do that thing is going on. Right. So yes, you can't do that thing.
1: The uh it, it, it's the the downside of what we've done is you know with the growing pains is as we've tried to get going you know the fact that Rob I mean Rob and I never signed up to be behind the bar I sure. was never part of it but it's a necessary evil to get this thing kind of going yep. you know I mean we have to really understand what we're doing behind the bar we've got to kind of know who we're bringing in and what have you and you know, and guess what? On a Saturday, we got to, you know, we're early Saturday or we're going to open on a Sunday or, you know, we know there's going to be nights where it's like, all right, maybe one of us has to go ahead and work this shift or sure. we definitely have to fill in. So we never signed up to be bartenders in that. I don't mind that part, but for every minute I'm behind the bar, I can't promote the bar.
0: Sure. So, yeah, you know, I could be
1: working on, you know, developing the next event or the next promotion or, you know, radio ads or what have you. But if I'm behind the bar, you know, it's not right. happening. Or It we, sounds you know, like the not, things
0: that you're doing as far as the promotion goes, that help everybody on the street. You know, if you're, if you're developing something that's going on here, then it's going to spill over yeah. to, uh, to other people. So, I mean, getting along with your other, you're actually – what would be normally considered your competition but it's not really your competition is, is probably works out pretty good for you uh, as far it, as it goes. was.
1: It was great. So the the owner at the other, uh, you know, like I said, we did a little Harry Potter thing last night. So things finally kind of calmed down here.
0: Um, what house were you here?
1: We were Slytherin.
0: Slytherin. We were the uh, bad guys.
1: Yeah, we were the Slytherin alumni club. There you go. And so we were for the adult nerds, right? right.
0: <laughs> so my favorite South Park scenes is uh, they're all dressed up like uh, Lord of the Rings stuff, and right. they they walk past a bunch of kids dressed up like Harry Potter, and they're like <laughs> nerds. We,
1: you know, the funny thing is, I was trying. I thought I. I went ahead and played Star Wars on the big screen over there because I couldn't find anything else, and yeah, I'm like, "Hey, who gives a damn? it's all you know somebody had nerd food, yeah, right so uh, so anyway, I went down the uh, I went down the block and uh, I popped into their place to see how things were going there, and so I, uh, the owner over there was was in and uh, and so she and I were talking and we' you know high- fiving each other for having such a sure. good, good night, you know. And I'm like, let's go see the other guy. So we hopped in her car, and we went down the road and saw the other bar. You know, he, and he had jumped in and on his own because he saw it, you know. Yeah. So we went down and hung out with him. So, you know, it's, it, that is the thing. And this is You know, we actually can all do better sure. if we if we do those kinds of shenanigans instead of just, like, throwing, you know, like, slinging shit at each
0: other. Sure. You sure. Know? I mean, I'll tell you what, Pete. The scenario you just went down sounds like a hundred times better life than a lot of people lives yeah. as far as like just going to their job and then coming home and watching the stupid tv show that they're watching i mean interaction with people is i mean it's one of the things like with the podcast i wanted to start doing a podcast because i mean we would interact with people as far as like you would try and organize something on social media and then meet out and stuff like that but like there was, it was far and few between the times that you were actually out with people, versus the electronic life that, like, both of my sons are sitting here living right now. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, so you're living that life. Like every night, you're out dealing with people and like you know, like enjoying yourself as far well, as that goes.
1: And, and honestly, that's been you know that was the upside of the arena is that like I said you know the public's a mob but the people are awesome yeah sure sure so like dealing with people on an individual basis was awesome and that was a great part of working at the arena right um and moving over to the library foundation the idea of working with individuals and what have you again you know you're out there and you're meeting people obviously the the bar is is what this is about um and so yeah I mean I really enjoy um I enjoy entertaining.
0: Sure. Yeah. I enjoy,
1: right. you know, at the end of the night, whether it's the arena or an event that we put on, or it's the bar, people leave with a smile on their face. Right. You know, and, um, and I really, that is something that I've just enjoyed over, I don't know, uh, all my life, I think. And I think that I can even point to a, a couple people in my family that that's where I sort of picked up on it was that they, they were the constant right. entertainer, not clowns. No, you know sure, what I mean? sure, sure. But just making sure everybody was good. They had enough to eat, or they had enough to drink, or sure. they were, you know, right. listening to music, and what have you. And so, um, so yeah, this was a a dream, um, and it's not. By the way, you know, it, it, it's it's something that the five of us sort of bought into. The five partners all bought into this notion was, you know, this is this is something that we think Dandel deserves. Right, you know, right, right, right. Um, and and so. Uh, Rob, Rob, it works in HVAC, right? So he's a he's an HVAC contractor. Yeah. that's his. Um, and again, you know, you're you've been in contracting, so you know how that that is. I mean, well, this can't be again, a bad
0: networking gig for that job.
1: It's and it, again, yeah, but it also gets he gets to show um, his entertaining side. Yeah, so, you right, know what I mean. Right, he gets right. to he gets to be. Uh, a little bit more relaxed and what have you, and, and you know when he engages people behind the bar, it just—it's a—it's—it's it's the real Rob. You
0: know? I'm sure there's a line to walk too, where you can't be the life of the—you can't be the guy that's drinking down more beer no, than the guy no, on the other no, side no, of the bar. No. no. Um, but like I said, it's a good networking gig. Like I'm a real estate broker, probably would not be a bad idea to stand behind a bar a couple nights a week because. The people that you would meet, you know what I mean, it networks that way. And, I mean, that's business. Business, you know, grassroots type business. If you're a, you know, multimillionaire, you can afford to have a presence on TV, online, all that other stuff. But otherwise, it's pretty much your face out there, you know, making that thing go. And, I mean, I don't know, I would almost suspect that a guy that's in a public place like this can't do a crappy uh, HVAC job because... Someone's going to come in here and tell him about the crappy HVAC oh, job. Yeah, yeah.
1: So. Well, I mean, he did the HVAC in here, right? So it better work, you know? I mean, he, he's, you know what I mean? Like, this is this is him showing off in a way, you right, know what I mean? This right, is, look right, at, how, right. like, this beautiful HVAC job. I mean, everybody that, that had a piece in this as partners, that, that, that this is their... This is us showing off,
2: right? Right. Right. You know. Right. Sure. Sure.
1: Sure. Um, right. So it's just it's that too, but it's it's so it's not just the networking. Oh, well, it it is all the networking, but so it's not just you know there, there's so much into it. Um, and uh, again, I I think it it it's it, it's made things I think better for as you said like it, we've all sort of grown um, and become more visible in the community just with this place. Yeah, right, you know? right, right, right. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, we're on the right track. We're not breaking any records. You know what I mean? We're not, you know.
0: I don't know, man. I would say enjoy yourself and let it go organically where it goes that's, and that's see gotta what happens. Be,
1: that's, that has to be what happens and that's what we all kind of agreed on is we weren't, I mean, listen, you know, we, the, when we're packed we're miserable <laughs> you, you know what i mean busy yeah right. so it's like right, right. it's like you know you're packed right and that's good that's awesome you're making money sure but at the same time you're always kind of looking over your shoulder like oh my god how many people are behind me that are just angry because they haven't been served yet yes you know what I mean? right, right right and so it's like what we want is to make sure that everybody's getting you know what they want you know very quickly we're able to You know, I mean, and this is the other thing, too. It's not. We're not just slinging beers, right? I mean, I'm here talking about, you know, this is a coffee stout or what have you. You know, I mean, we're talking about it. Well, you want to be able to kind of have those conversations with people. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you get 150 people in here. That ain't going to happen. No. So. um, It
0: looks like you got about 40 feet of bar (laughs) on on a hopping night. How many bartenders are behind that bar?
1: There's only two.
0: Oh, two! Oh my yeah. gosh! Then yeah, and
1: you might throw a bar back back there to like you know clean glasses and have, what have you. But the reality is, is even as long as that bar is, I mean, it's not like a bunch of people can you know sure, knock sure, into sure. each right. other and what have you. And so it's got its limitations. Um, and again, yes, we want to be busy all time and but at the same time it's like we we want to make sure that the customer doesn't feel like they're part of a mob yeah honestly
0: this doesn't seem like the kind of business like you know if i went into it i would not go into it if i was like all right uh i've had many talks with my sons about you know what you're going to do for a living and stuff like that owning a bar would not be something i'd be like all right i'm going to own a bar and somehow that's going to make me into a millionaire I would own the bar because that's the lifestyle that I'd want to live to own that bar, and I think that I, I always feel sorry for someone who goes into something purely for this is what I'm gonna make a shit ton of money at. Yeah. Because I don't know when you're all done with that, what did you really do? Like, you know, if you're a guy that goes into finance, and and yeah, you 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 made a you know fifty million dollar living out of out of the situation. When you're all done and over with, and I know there's people out there that are probably like, oh, you know, if I just get fifty million dollars. I think your life's a more fulfilling thing if you had a plenty of times you got to have laughs and talks and everything else with people and you made a living doing it yeah. versus, you know, a guy that made millions of dollars and he was miserable the entire time that he was doing it. So. Well,
1: I'll tell you, you know, I've done a lot of stupid shit business-wise, you know, and my wife will just roll her eyes and go, like, really? And... Lately, I feel like I've, you know, had her on my side more than not. Um, yeah. But when, when, when I described this concept, the project of the bar, you know, what we were talking about doing, um, and it, this was the first time, one of the few, few times, I should say, that she was like, Yeah.
0: Really, yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, and that's I just would, I mean, that seems like a weird one to be supportive of, too. A lot red, of drunk women, a lot yeah. of, you know, like it's a situation that's probably not optimal.
1: Well, I, I think, again, you know, Rob and I, for example, um, and, and I mentioned Rob more than any of the other partners. The other partners are, are out of town. Um, but, you know, all the partners were integral, but Rob came, comes up quite a bit because, um, just uh, here Rob comes up quite a bit because he, he and I are here in town um, I think so but you know as we the two of us never said like wouldn't it be great to own a bar and yeah we yeah would yeah, just yeah, get, yeah you know we We drink all the time and that was never our he never had that mentality I never had that mentality this bar and in fact by the way when it did start it was like okay we think this could make money the craft beer was like sort of a light bulb like that came on a little bit a little bit later on and thank god it did because that was when like for example laura came on board and she's like yeah yes because we weren't just gonna start like the next you know yeah right. watering right. Hole. Sure, sure, Yeah. We we were we were going to start something that offered some people just something different. Period. Just an option that you've not been to in Danville. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and we found as we we started this, as we grew through this, we realized that that demographic is not what we thought it was. That demographic of the craft beer drinker is much broader.
0: Oh, I think honestly, like if you could. So I don't drink beer that often. Um, I've kind of turned into a whiskey drinker, where I'm, I drink whiskey on the regular. Oh, if I if I drink, I'm, I'm not even a big drinker. But uh, so, but if I'm going to drink beer, I'm gonna have something that like has some flavor. It better. Pay I just off. Brad, right. I just tasted that coffee stout. I'm not a coffee drinker. That tastes terrific. That that's a great tasting. So like, you know. Um, <laughs> I'll break it all the way down to, I like to go to a, uh, if I go to like a Mariano's, uh, uh-huh. um, just the regular grocery store, I'm like, show me something awesome to drink. Right. Like anything that you've got in here that's different than just your regular green tea or something like that. I love that stuff. So if you had somebody at a bar and like, all right, listen, I know you're here for your paps or whatever like that, but just taste this stuff because it's- right. It is, for me at least, it's so much better. Now, I know the cost is a little bit more. So if you get your guy who regularly goes out and he's always drinking Budweiser or something like that, and that's what he's like, hey, man, great. But if you want to taste something that is, you know, and I mean, you've just, uh, there's a six-pack of different stuff sitting in front of me here and that tall one. They're all different tasting, as far as that goes. So you can have a different flavor, you know, for, for all of it. I right, like it. Right, wow.
1: We've tried to we've tried to make sure the color palette, uh, which is you know essentially the flavor palette, is is as broad as we can make it. Sure. We try to make sure that there's uh, a wide variety, um, and so you know we've got a beer that. And the thing is, is you know if I if I emptied out a domestic bottle, right, and I took one of these and just poured it in. There's people that, you'd never know the difference. You wouldn't. No, the, that, that. But, but the difference is, you know, this one comes from champagne.
0: Yeah, right, you know which is I mean? super cool. Yeah, that's, local. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Right. So, um, you know, we've got something for sort of everybody's palate. And then, you know, we call it sort of adventures in beer. Right? I mean, we don't have anything that a lot of Metro areas don't have tons of like sure. we we get that we're not novel but we are new here.
0: I think you're novel and for for Danville yeah, probably right. Yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean we are new here and and so you know we again we call it sort of an adventure in beer where you know hey come on out we've got whatever if you're used to drinking Miller Lite or Bud Light or Bush Light we've got it. Yeah. If you want to just try something you know. We've got things that will probably, you know, you'll look at it and think, okay, maybe yeah. I can, you know. Now, there
0: were some stuff that came out, like, uh, probably the last 15 years has been a big boom for the, like, you know, the, uh, you know, like, small brewery type stuff. 20 years ago, you didn't hear hardly anything about that. There was maybe Leine Kugel and then Sam Adams and stuff like that that were right. smaller than the big, big boys, right. but not, like, little tiny garage outfits and stuff where, now, and there were a couple times where I tasted something, the first uh, India Pale Ale that I had, at first I, I was like, no, <laughs> right. no. This tastes like piss. This is terrible. Yeah. But then, like, I probably gave it another shot six months down the line. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is totally different than the first one that yeah. I had. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff out I, there.
1: I had a beer uh, one time. Was, I, had a, I went to a restaurant. And uh, I had a beer, and it looked like this, right? Okay. And it was delicious. And I was eating at this restaurant before I was going next door to a concert, at the uh, like a little outdoor beer garden concert. And I walked into the bar, and I see the same tap handle, okay? And I said, "Well, give me that." Yeah, right. And so they poured it, and it looked exactly like this. And I carried it all the way out to the beer garden, sat, finally sat down. I took a sip, and I'm like, oh, this is horrible. I, I went back in, took it in, stood in line, just so I could say, like, I said, there's something wrong with this beer. Yeah. And, uh, and she goes, it's a sour. And I'm like, no shit, it's sour. I said, it sucks. This is, what's wrong with it? She goes, it's supposed to taste like that. It's, oh, crap. So I walked back all the way back to my seat in the beer garden with my tail between my legs, holding this pint of beer that I'm never going to drink. No, you know? no, no. And uh, and it was my first introduction to sours. At that time, they had just started coming out, but this one was like a dark. I never saw it coming.
0: Okay, all right.
1: And so um, now again, now that I kind of know that they exist,
0: now is that I've never. Had, I don't think I've ever had a sour. Is that acquired taste? Yeah. Do you start drinking it? Do you like it then after a while? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can I mean you know there's a lot of people that we have a couple uh, we have a couple sours one's on tap and then there's a couple in the coolers um, you know they're good but you just you, you almost like it's hard to explain but I think when you talk beer yeah you don't equivalent that no, you know?
0: no.
1: but uh, the first
0: time I had a Guinness I was like yeah I kind of like it the third time I had a Guinness, I'm like, that's what I'm gonna drink right. pretty much all the time. Right. Like that's right. what I really yeah. like. Uh, so I can see how it's, how it's an acquired taste for sure. No. Um, but I don't think I, is there a sour that I have here? Is no,
2: I didn't.
1: Good? I didn't put one in. I I kept everything to within you know the central Illinois area on here. So like nice. we've got now the funny thing is is but for a couple of beers on tap. Now, we've got Three Floyds. You're familiar with Three Floyds out of Munster. Yes, yes. They make great beer. We were one of the first to have it here in Danville. I think we were the first to have it here in Danville. Um, and then there's a cider. It's actually a watermelon cider out of Iowa. Um, but let's, let's put it this way. 90% of our tap handles are Illinois.
0: Yeah okay. So is everything that you have on tap, or do you sell in the bottle also?
1: Oh yeah, we have stuff on in the bottle too, and, and again, it's all trying to be Illinois centric. We we will do whatever we want. I don't. I'm not apologizing for having a beer from you know a great no, English you know. Sure. But we're we're trying to be Illinois centric. Um. So, ninety percent of what we have is from Illinois on the tap handles. I'd say at least fifty percent is from Central Illinois. And, you know, it's about showing... It, you're about as central
0: Illinois as you can be. <laughs> well, and here's the
1: thing. I wouldn't do it if it sucked. Like, if it was just shitty beer, sure. yeah, I'm not no, just right. going to do it because you're here.
0: No. We
2: right.
1: Right. We, they, the, the people that we're working with, Triptych, Blind Pig, Riggs, J.T. Walkers, you know, to just to name a few, those central Illinois brewers are making great beer. Great beer. And they're right here just down the road why wouldn't we support that?
0: Absolutely. yeah, It sounds like a good partnership.
1: And it sells well. And it sells well.
0: Now, what about ever doing like a... Since you have all those... It's crazy to think you have that many beer companies here. But since you have that many beer companies, what about like a beer festival where you just do like all them? I mean, I've been down to... Where did I go? Uh, Eric Conkle lives in uh, just a... I can't. Uh, I remember the name of the town is, but it's it's just west of uh, uh, St. Louis, and when we were down there, they had like a hotel that had a whole beer, like you know, the whole lobby was just full of beer tables. And me and him went in there and we drank, you know, from different tables and stuff like that for different distributors. Yeah. I mean, it probably wouldn't oh. take very much organization to get yeah, thirty can. beer companies on your street.
1: Oh yeah, we definitely do something out there, and and uh, and again. Not novel, but definitely novel for town. So I, I think that's a, that's probably down the road for us. Um, is doing something that you know sort of promotes.
0: That would drive um, business to here because this is the only place that's going to be carrying those beers.
1: Well, and you know what? I mean, honestly, um, we'd love it if uh, we we'd love it to if, if more bars participate. If we did it, there would be participation on mm. all the bars. You know what I mean? Like, they'll all jump in on it. You know what I mean? Because we want... You want to make a rotation, you right. know? I mean, if people actually start rotating for things like this, everybody wins. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, hey, what am I drinking there? What's that? Number two.
1: Well, I think he... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he poured them out of Are they? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the... Uh,
0: that's the Dunkel Oh, cause that. Good. Okay. That that that'd be me right there. I think so far. Yeah. That's the that's the, the, that's, the, the that's the
1: Dunkel Bison uh, uh, makes that out of uh, over in uh, Philo, just uh, outside of Urbana, Illinois. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And like I said, I I really like the small town stuff. We I've uh, bought a boat. You know, down in uh, geez, we were just north of like uh, Carbondale and stuff like that, where I bought a boat a couple years back and you know the boys my one son was like hey is this near springfield and i'm like no it's nowhere near springfield and he's like i could have swore that we drove down and there was a town looked just exactly with the arch and i go almost every illinois and i'm guessing indiana too old town has this street right here and it's really too bad because it used to be a bustling like as far as stores and everything went And now there's a lot of empty shops, as far as that goes. Walmart and stuff kills those kind of places.
1: Urban sprawl is urban sprawl, and you know, and it was a it was a thing again when I was in downtown development. You you know, you talked about trying to undo 40 years of downtown decay in you know a year. Right? No, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take just as much time to bring it back as it took to you know let it fall apart. And uh, and so. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of towns like this And some have done some wonderful things with their downtowns And some have just kind of abandoned it And you know, you get what you get I think uh, I think Danville's in that You know, resurgence um, You know, the Fisher Theater, as I mentioned before Doesn't hurt things I mean, that, oh, it no, really, what it great. does is it gives people uh, It gives people visible hope like, it literally says, like, oh, my God, this is here. Right, right, You right. know, downtown is viable. Right. Um, you know. Now, what I,
0: about, like, the, so that theater, there's a lot of theaters up uh, north, like Brook and stuff like that, yeah. that are serving alcohol now.
1: Yeah. Now, I think if they're, I don't know what they'll ultimately do, but I think what they're going to do is probably work with different establishments to sort of guest bar, um, there you go. You know, right. and that's okay. Um, we would definitely participate in something like that. But yeah, sure, they're they're doing that. The, the you know the question becomes because I know where I'd stand on it. Kind of is like we just got this place finished, and you're going to let some idiot with a beer in? Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 I get right, it. Right. I get it. Yeah.
0: I think honestly, I think it's terrific to go to a movie and have a beer. My only problem at 48 years old is I go have a couple beers and I put my feet up. I'm going to sleep. Right. Right. <laughs> It's not doing any good.
1: Uh, I I look at it like, uh, you know, I look at it more like, uh, when am I going to have to pee?
0: That, that too. Absolutely. (laughs) You know? The beard thing and the The, peeing is definitely The big
1: battle scene is when I have to go pee. Are you kidding me? Exactly, exactly, exactly. But, uh, yeah, you know, and I'll tell you this, you know, when Rob and I and uh, Anthony and Jay and Michael, we talked about this project, the five partners, um, this, this space, this location in Danville was the only place it was ever going to happen. We were not interested in uh, some outbuilding. We were not interested in, uh, you know, any uh, any other location in town, you know, where Cheer. maybe greater populations are. It had to be here. It had to be here. It, it would have lost you can walk in this place and almost get the impression that this place has been here for a long time. Sure.
0: Sure. Sure. Sure.
1: It would have been completely unbelievable and unrealistic anywhere else in town. Sure. You know, and, and I've made no bones about the idea that we're totally going to fabricate our own history. We're totally going to like completely take over the narrative and pretend like this has been part of the fabric of, of Danville. Um, 'Cause why not? Look, I mean that's part of the shenanigans. That's right. part of the fun. And you get some
0: sepia pictures uh-huh. yeah. of just you guys in, like old timey clothes yeah, and then you'd be grandfather. Right. Yeah. <laughs> looks just like him. Exactly. Yeah. Uh and I mean half of the breweries are pretty much new too, right? They're not right. I mean those birthdays haven't been around either. So uh I mean it's it's a nice location. It's a nice place. It seems like you've got a you're we're not technically you're not open yet as far as like uh, it's 3:30 right now. And you are open till four. No, normally not and, open
1: till four. But right. But uh, this group of gentlemen here, um, they actually had texted me earlier this week and wanted to know if I was going to be open for the Illinois game. And I immediately said, Well, I am now. And, right. I mean, right. It, that's as simple as it was. It's, sure. You, know, you want us to open? You know, I know this group was going to bring in, you know, you know, half a dozen more and more guys that wanted to watch the Illinois game. Sure, let's, let's do it. It costs us nothing to go ahead and open the doors. Yeah, and the then they can and, order food and
0: bring it in, right, if they want to. Absolutely, right, right, you right, know, right. So,
1: and uh, so, yeah, yeah, so technically not open till I mean, technically, normally we wouldn't open till 4, but like I said, the group calls us, they want us to open up, Yeah, you got it.
0: I told my sons, I said, you know, dress better because, you know, you are 18, and if you're in a bar, you can hit on eight, you know, 21-year-old women if <laughs> you'd like.
1: Yep. <laughs> So I think there's one over there.
0: <laughs> one. <laughs> have at it, dude. There's <laughs> there's two of them, so they'll have to they'll have to wrestle for it.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's.
2: I'll
1: bring this back to you for a second. Um, everything that we've wanted to do, we've wanted to be sort of uh, first. Um, so we've get we get our new menu board next week um, and it's a it's an automated integrated digital menu that really like beer menu literally shows yeah. you know how far the keg has left and what's coming on tap and it integrates with social media we won't be the only people that have it but yeah, we're okay. going to be the first yeah right you yeah. know we're not the uh you know we're not the only people to you know, sponsor this event or jump behind this event or what have you. But we're going to try and be the first.
0: Now, do you ever try and head, like, uh, to Chicago and, like, check out what they're doing? Because beating the first in Danville is probably not the hardest thing in the world to do, seeing, you know, it's an older town as far as it goes.
1: Yeah, for what we're doing, you know, it's just a matter of trying to get there first. And, you know, and, I mean, it's not again in this particular industry with trying to create again craft beer we were doing what we've done was first and so no not really that hard but i don't want to i don't know how to say that without sounding like we're completely um i don't know i don't i don't want to sound like we're i don't know i don't i'm trying to figure out how to make that not sound like we're complete douchebags but yeah uh, um,
0: no, I don't think that that's the vibe that goes on in here at all.
1: But uh, you know, it, it just was a, an idea. So, so for example, as I said to bring it back to you, the idea of as I watched you do this podcast, it started going like, okay, what if we had somebody regularly doing their podcast from here? Right. You know? Right. 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 And so it was. Uh, it was. You, you know watching you and the and and the thing about it was your subject matter was that there was no theme it nope, was nope, nope. you wanting to talk to people as humans and
0: yep, yep I do because like we, as humans we don't have enough time no to like if I saw you even at the at the arena and I had an hour to sit there with you I couldn't get into a deep conversation right. about what you're
1: doing got a minute
0: right right no and it's interesting to hear about what someone's doing I don't even care if it's a if it ends up, you know, if 15 years from now it ends up being a failed adventure or something like that, it's still an interesting thing that you, you know, hiking up with it and everything else. I guarantee, so the podcast has been doing better than I thought. I mean, I had 14,000 minutes just on YouTube last month that people were watching the, uh, the videos. Um, and I don't know, I think uh, I do almost as good on just the audio version that someone's listening to in the headphones walking, as I do with the YouTube one. I like the YouTube one because, you know, I, I think people, like, they want to check in and see what does this guy look like sort of a thing. Uh, but there's somebody out there that I, owning a bar is one of those things that, like, oh, my gosh, I think almost anybody with any sort of social skills would have a blast oh, yeah. Yeah. doing. Yeah. So there's somebody out there who's like, I like to own a bar, I'd really like it for not to fail sort of thing so if they just if, if for just uh, an hour and a half or two hours they're like well I'm going to check out this podcast and this guy to open a bar and see what kind of angle he took on opening a bar and what they talked about and maybe they will just a plant a seed of an idea for somebody so like that became way more appealing to me than you know I used to spend uh, I don't know sometime almost every day arguing with somebody on Facebook right and I'm so over that. It's not even, I, you, almost get to, you don't get to know anybody on there. Like, I don't know. Your human interaction with the time that we're on this rock, for me, mm-hmm. is worth something, right? I mean, yeah. I, if, I, if I leave the planet and I never made millions of dollars, but I had a thousand really cool conversations, I would be thrilled about that, mm-hmm. as far as that goes. So when you said something about coming down here, I'm like, you know what? hell yeah, I haven't done that yet to go anywhere, but I'll gladly go down and, you know, have a talk.
1: Yeah, well, and the funny thing is is I, I, in fact, I think I argued with you on Facebook on on more than one occasion. Sure. And and have since realized that, yeah, I don't think I think that way anymore. Um, Funny enough, but uh, uh, yeah, I just, it, it was like, why I didn't get it anymore
0: well I'm I anymore it's difficult for me anymore because I'm confused I was perfectly fine to argue ideology with people that I thought had an ideology and then once the new president came along I'm not sure what their ideology is anymore because he doesn't have that ideology but they love him to death like he can do no wrong and he doesn't have the same ideology so like I just don't get I don't, I don't know what kind of conversation I'm gonna have with those people anymore anyway because you're not a conservative if you're a, if you're a Trump supporter you're just not like he's not a conservative guy they're running a trillion dollar deficit right now that's not a conservative that's you should be doing that you know what I mean especially if the economy's good so I just don't I still enjoy having conversations with my friends that are Trump supporters I. Just can't put my finger on what the what, what the appeal is.
1: I, I somewhere along the line, I just I I don't know. I really gave up on the notion of um, uh, of the labels. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the, absolutely. The, the Republican, the Democrat. The, oh, now those the, labels. Forget the those. The conservative, oh, the liberal. Yeah, yeah. I just the the, the, the the labeling is what really started to to really wear thin on me because I know so many people. Um, and I feel so close to many, so many people that will categorize themselves, and I'm like, gosh, you know,
0: just think outside the box a little bit, please. You don't,
1: you don't act the way that you speak. Like, oh yes, you're, for you, sure. What, the way you act is so much better than the, the verbiage. Sure. Like, you all these people come together and we do so many great things and then they go home and then they just they're so divisive in their own homes you know what I mean like they, they pick I, a they right, pick a I quote it to
0: being in your car you know like I've given this metaphor before if you're in your car and a guy cuts you off you'll flip him off call him cocksucker you'll do all that stuff but if you were in the grocery store and a guy cut you off you wouldn't do the same thing right <laughs> right oh <laughs> that would
1: be awesome though right. that would be <laughs> I mean, awesome
0: <laughs> I would just want to pull the move when right I'm in my car. And some guys driving like an asshole. I always pull up next to them, take a look at them to see what they look like. But to, to pull up my grocery cart and be like, "The fuck are you looking yeah, like? Right. Hey, you're, a, you look like this asshole." Right. So, no, you know, no one does that. Um, besides that, like I don't know, you'll find that like someone who has the, the exact opposite ideology as me, I can get along with them great in person. It seems like on social media, it just devolves into nothing. I would, I would spend more time if somebody wanted to talk about something. I, I did a gun uh, podcast, and it was the only podcast I've ever had a thumbs down on because the woman that came on there, she was terrific. She's she's was she was a sport just for coming on, knowing where my position was going to be on some of this stuff to begin with. But when she came on. We agreed on more than we disagreed on.
1: Was that Karen? Karen,
0: yes. And we were totally cool. We had a great... We probably talked for an hour and a half before the podcast. We probably talked for an hour and a half, two hours after the podcast. It was a terrific time. It was a very nice evening as far as I went. I think people wanted a full-out brawl. They they wanted to devolve into someone choking somebody. Right. And they wanted her to say outlandish shit. That right. you know, that she, she just couldn't do as a reasonable person, and so I actually got someone to give me a thumbs down and something. Everything else, you know, every every one of my videos has got a thumbs up on it, which I knew was going to happen. But I would rather engage with somebody in the comments under that video than on social media, because it's a much longer form. If you just listen to the podcast, nothing we said on either side was outrageous right. at all, right. and. Uh, I don't know. I think people, I don't know. I, I, I probably could have had a more viral video sort of situation if it was outrageous. But I'm not well, interested in that shit. Like, that's not my well, thing. I
1: mean, again, yeah, right? And then you're just buying in the sensationalism out of it all. And, and the thing is, is like, you know, again, as humans, we, we're all pretty, uh, we're oh, all yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to just be so divisive. So I, t- I take
0: the other avenue. I say we're all pretty lame. <laughs> but you have something awesome to say, so like you know, mo- I, hey, listen, Dances with the Stars is a very popular TV show. I've never seen an episode. I'll never watch one unless someone kidnaps my ass and forces me to watch that nonsense. That's that's a waste. I, listen, I I don't know how long I'll live. I could be ninety. I don't know, but I ain't got time for that shit. Like that, right. I got no shit to do, man. Like that, that's not gonna happen. So. But there's people out there that not let alone want to watch that. They want to go on social media and comment about it. And I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like, get a life, man. Like, I don't want to be a dick, but come on. Like, there's got to be something better than what you're doing. And like, I would equate it to like this. This is terrific, right? I mean, how many nights... I I think more people got to get out. There's people right now that are right in the Danville area that... Instead of sitting home at your house, you should come out and hang out with Pete. I'm serious. You come out and hang out, have a couple laughs. I mean, it, it behooves your business to make a conversation with someone that's on this side of the bar, anyway. So, like, it's, it's an actual life. Come out and have a life.
1: Yeah, and and I'll, it has been fun, it, honestly. When when we talk about, like I said, I've met so many new people here. Right, that it's it's very strange to me because I'm like, I've been here for 20 plus, 25 years, almost 30 years. I've ne- how would we never run into each other? And oh my you- gosh,
0: Pete, you've only done this for three months. Right. So like <laughs> right. seasonally, it's got to be different, right? Summer straight up June has got to be different than August for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you're here in the three months where it's August, September, October. Like th- Those aren't like... Great months as far as like the street festival type stuff right. and everything else. Right. I would venture to guess that after here for a couple of years, this will be booming as far as that goes.
1: Well, we, yeah, I mean we hope so. And again, we we're not. We always want to keep a certain vibe here. I mean that's that's the goal. Is that you know people come here to relax and you know what I mean I've you go to have been to the to places right when like my wife and I'll go out to dinner. And they're like, well, let's go out, and you go out, and you're like, the second you walk in, you're like angry, and you're like this was a mistake, huh? you know, <laughs> and and it just depends, and and you know, I'm sure that's gonna happen here. Don't get me wrong, you know? right, right? But but with that in mind, we always sort of keep that in the back of our mind. Is the last thing we want is somebody walk in and like the music's just killing you or you know something is just you know there's just people are just immediately shut down right and they regret walking in
0: you know what I mean and that's that's so now what is the vision for the place what goes on with the place where's what else is going to happen here that's gonna what uh, does it grow into
1: you know (laughs) that I reserve the right for us to do completely nut shenanigans I mean you know we like, uh, for example, we're going to open early on Black Friday. Okay.
2: You know,
0: which, what's the uh, what's the idea there? That people are shopping and they need a beer. Yeah,
1: yeah, an alternative to shopping on Black oh, Friday.
0: God, fuck shopping. These you days. know,
1: um, and at the same time, I think we're like we'll put QVC, <laughs> QVC on the TV. Yeah, you know, so yeah. then, you know, but the just the idea of having like you know what. Those of you that want to get up at 4 a.m. and go shop, you go for it. Yeah. Actually, you know what? If you want to get up at 4 a.m., we'll be ready for you when you're done shopping at six. Right. But we just want to have a, a, a different vibe and a different, you know, an alternative to getting up shopping on Friday. And that's only because why not? You know, I mean, that to me, yeah. that's like one of the dumbest ideas we can come up with. So why we're going to do it? But um, we will have live music. Fairly regularly, we're doing acoustic uh, acoustic music on uh, on Thursdays for happy hour. Also, and one of the big trends, I don't know about all uh, other places, but I know for example Springfield, Illinois is doing a lot of this. Is they're doing early music. They're done by ten at ten at at night. Wow! You know, not not as a rule, but like a lot of these bars are just doing earlier music. Sure. The fans love it. The bands love it. We're we're really gonna try and do things a little bit earlier. Happy hour, uh, catch people right after work. Um, even the bands we do, we're gonna go. We're gonna you know play a little bit earlier so that you know, I mean, people don't feel like they're gonna go home and then they got to get out at nine to see the. Ah, it just doesn't work, so, right, you right, know. Right, right. But I think that goes along with the overall vibe. Is that we're a little, we're we're just trying to slow things down. So a you little do have
0: live music in here, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We uh we will have live music inside and out. Um, sometimes we'll have the beer garden outside, um, and uh, and put bands out there. Uh, so you know we'll we'll do the bigger stuff outside. Yeah. Smaller stuff inside. Um, sometimes we've actually closed the front space off here, and then just have people come in through the side entrances. It depends, you know. Yeah, it just right, depends right, on right. what the show is. So yeah, we'll do some live music. Um, you know, we've got uh, Indiana State sending a jazz band over next Friday for nice. happy hour cause they. I'll
0: tell you what, and I, that
1: was their idea, by the way. I didn't call them. Yeah. They're like, this place is great.
0: Yeah. Can we it. come
1: play jazz for free?
0: Right. Yeah, yes. Absolutely right. <laughs> Why would I worry when I tell you? No. You know, now, I've been doing the podcast. I've had uh, three guys on that are in band. They're in, like, different, uh, you know, uh, some different projects that they're in and stuff like that. I have been amazed by the the music that I've found through these guys has been terrific. Yeah. I mean, finding local music that is good is, is, isn't is that hard. I mean, uh, the, 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 I had Bill Kenny. Steve Custer and uh, Brett Figuera on, and I spent some time listening to all three of their music beforehand. I'm like, I dig all this. Yeah. If this was on the radio, I'm positive. If I, if I was like, if I listened to this three or four times, I would be into this. This would be fine.
1: You, you need to, uh, you need to seek out Barrett Harvey.
0: No, I uh, don't know. No, who's that? Is that he's uh, in our class? Barry. Barry.
1: Barry. Yeah.
0: Barry. I have to look uh, he's connected with you on social media. I'll look it up yeah why what's he doing so
1: Barrett's a drummer okay Um, and um, so when I and and actually one of the cool things about social media right yeah was that um, when I started kind of stumbling on classmates and connecting with classmates Barrett is a, a percussionist a drummer that I was just kind of following I mean I just followed you know his sort of journey you know what I mean on social media and he's basically gone he's studied on every continent he's studied you know drums everywhere right and uh and so when uh I think nine years ago or so when I first started our our rock and roll camp for kids uh Barry was one of my first calls and we hadn't talked in 20 years
0: Well, I gotta find him. I'm gonna talk to anyone who's just been on five continents god.
1: His stories are amazing, and uh, so I said, "I'm starting this rock and roll camp for kids, man, and I would love it if you would be like a guest." Right? And he was absolutely yes, you know. And I've had him back a few times. He's got a great band that he's in, Um, and he came in, and he was our lunch program. Right? Brings his kid in. Proceeds to do an eight-minute drum solo. And we all just stood there in silence. When it was all said and done, we were just all floored. Miles were hitting the, st- you know, the yeah, floor. Yeah, hit the floor, yeah. Oh, my God. Just an amazing guy. And uh, and really, just stories he could tell you uh, of sure, his travels. Sure, sure. Yeah, just yeah. awesome and talented. Oh Steve has actually been... Uh, Steve Custer's been one of our favorite instructors to bring down, so sure, I actually sure, started bringing sure. him into our camp as well, and nice. he's been a favorite of ours to come down. Um, so yeah, that's uh, we've and, and you know through it all, we've we've all sort of learned off each other on on music and what have you. Um, so. I'm never at a loss for like meeting new musicians sure, and, sure, sure. and trying to kind
0: of learn. Yes, new the stuff Steve from... Kuster podcast, I had. Oh my god! I felt like I had a blast on that podcast just because all the punk stuff I haven't talked about in forever, dude. Yes. And but I felt like kind of selfish in that podcast because I'm like I'm having a great time talking about this like punk stuff from <laughs> like our youth, but I'm thinking like most of the people that are going to like look at this aren't going to have that great of a time yeah. because they weren't into it. But I'm not sure if... I would almost tell people, go back and listen to that podcast because some stuff that you don't think is punk is punk. Is punk, right, right. Right, right. And you may totally dig what we're talking about, but you would think that punk's not. Um, like, I, I was explaining to my sons like what punk is. And I, I'm like, so there's punk music and then there's things that are just punk rock. And I was telling my one boy on the way down that, like, Bob Dylan totally punk rock yeah. he would do one thing until they tried to put him in a box and then he would plug in his electric guitar and be like now right. I'm gonna do this and the people that I loved before were upset at him but he's like you, you're you never gonna capture me in this one spot I'm gonna break every fucking rule right. that I can break and that's right. punk rock so uh, yeah Steve was, was terrific to talk to um, Bill Kenny was terrific to talk to uh, even Brett was, was, was great and I mean all three of those guys I don't know them. like I, I never knew any of them and it was a great conversation as, as far as that goes oh yeah so for you to be you know in this situation with the bar and everything else you gotta run into characters like, like those guys all the time.
1: Yeah, you know, and that, and it's funny because when we started the project, everybody's like, oh, well, you're, not, you're Pete Blackman and, you know, you're going to have all these bands. And I'm like, it, and in fact, for a second, I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, no, you know what? I don't think I'm going to do what you think I'm going to do. Um, go. And I say that because... Uh, again, we are not, you know, one, the space isn't that large. I mean, it's just not that large. And so, you know, you put the wrong band in here and again that crowd, that couple comes in and they're just mad at you now. So we're never going to do that. But And that's what the outdoor space is for. If we want to have a band, a big band, great. But the vibe is really more sort of this, you know, acoustic feel. And so that's what we're going to sort of inside for the most part. Most of the time. We're going to be a, an acoustic feel, um, and an acoustic sound, and um, but yeah, I mean, we trust me. There's people that are they're calling and wanting to play, and and the thing is, is it's like it's not that I'm saying no. It's that like we're not having bands every weekend. You right. know? There's sure, not sure, that sure, as sure, many sure. spots available as you might think there are. Right, you right, know, right. I might do three shows next year. I don't know.
0: Right. will have to get. I'd like to come back down sometime with, you know. Try and get a caravan of people to come down yeah. to the bar for a night or something like that because you know this was pretty uh, short notice as far as like yeah you know you, you said it I'm like when
2: <laughs> right. I, I'll
0: figure this out and I'll go I'll go give it a go right um, but like you know if we plan something out like a month ahead of time and because it is it's like an hour and fifty minute ride just for me and I'm in Mantino yeah. Yeah. so it's a little ways uh,
1: do the LW bus trip
0: yes right get a little bus going right. On. Uh, so do you get a college crowd here ever then? Not really. That was just no. saying, yeah, I mean, we, um
1: we had a little bit because we opened in the summer, so there were some kids home from this for from college. Right. And I'm sure we'll have a little bit over Thanksgiving or you know, over the holidays. But no, I mean we don't we don't see a, a college crowd. Uh, I mean there's just not you know, we have the community college but they're typically under 21. Sure. Um, and so, you know, we don't see people from U of I making no,
0: right. the yeah like 30 like yeah, yeah. pl- Plenty of bars in the college town. Yeah, right? I
1: mean, holidays and, and summer vacay, we'll probably, you know, see a lot of that. Um, you know, coincidentally, that was in our demographic is, you know, the kids coming out of college today, you know, we were drinking Keystone Light, you know, yeah, and yeah, the kids yeah, now are yeah. drinking, you know, Two-Hearted Ale. Really, I can't even afford
0: that. Right, you know. right, right. And I mean, you're, it's a different. I think I did most of my drinking before I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm pretty sure most of my drinking was done before 21. Uh, where, like, now, I don't know. It sort of takes away the whole fun of it, as far not. I shouldn't say fun of it, because I still enjoy the I, danger I, element. The danger element. I don't know what it was, but like, I mean, in my early 20s i'm probably lying i probably did plenty of drinking then too but at some point it just became a thing we're like yeah i'll have a couple of beers and stuff like that but boy oh boy at 19 20 years old we were yeah, really you know rocking and rolling oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean a college bar scene was, was was way too much
1: yeah yeah i yeah now I is there a it.
0: need for a is there a need for a bouncer in a bar like this do you ever get anyone that's a little uh out of hand
1: no, I don't know. Uh-uh. We've I not. Mean,
0: no pool tables or anything like that. So that's usually a fight starter, anyway. As far as that goes,
1: we might actually, uh, you know, in fact, we might actually just go ahead and hire a brawler just to, you know, start fights.
0: <laughs> Put a little press <laughs> in the paper or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, for you him? know,
1: if it just if it's too lame, we'll just have Rob hit
0: somebody. Right. right well, that you <laughs> know, that was uh, I'm a big <laughs> Dean Martin fan, and they were struggling uh, performers. He was a boxer. They would put on fights that they would sell tickets for in their apartment. And have oh, boxing. Really? Yes. <laughs> so like if you ever I don't know, you know, if you ever look at any Dean Martin stuff, if you ever look at Dean Martin, his fingers are kinda like busted up and all over the place. Yeah. It's from bare knuckle fighting and his uh, in his apartment, no trying to make a little extra dough, so it drew a crowd as far as that goes. Sure, I would. I guarantee if you said so we're gonna have a fight in the back of the bar, there'd be a, you know 50 people that would pile in there just to see who beat somebody up. Yeah, that's,
1: funny. Oh, that's not good. That I think that's this.
0: an avenue. Right?
1: I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> we, no, we uh we, it's just again it's it's uh the 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 crowd that this is a place to come and slow down. It's just a place to come sure, and slow down. Sure, 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 sure. You know, I, um.
0: I think it's nice, man. I like it. I enjoy enjoyed, uh, you know, the the invite to come down and, and everything else. It's a it's a nice space. Uh, whose idea was all the uh, lap. So,
1: yeah. so our two partners, uh, Anthony and Jay. So, Robbie did the HVAC, obviously. Uh, our other partner, Michael Jorgensen, he did the electrical and uh, Anthony Barlow if you ever want to I mean a nut job interview yeah okay Anthony Barlow is one of uh, our partners here he's uh this this is Ian this is our uh, one of our bartenders
0: he looks interesting
1: he's uh yeah he's Apparently, he's consistently out of laundry because he's always dressing up. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's just, yeah. you know, he's T-shirts and he's out of shirt. He's t-shirts. got
0: the bow tie, the suspenders. And yeah. The, you know, uh, looks like a, at least a year's worth of beer going he's on, a
1: there. He's a nice pickup. Um, he's been a great bartender for us. So we've actually been very lucky in our staff, period. But uh, So Anthony Barlow, if you ever want a great interview, Anthony Barlow, uh, I met him. He called me up. He's known as the British Bulldog. He was a Red Bull-sponsored... Uh, motorcycle racer, okay, calls me up. British accent, so I immediately don't trust him. And wants to do the ice races in at the arena. You motorcycle, see, that's a weird, why, motorcycle why is ice reaction, races.
0: Why is your reaction not to trust a guy with the British accent? I because no. women take their pants off he's, for a guy that's got the British accent every single time they hear it.
1: He, he, I could just tell. Like this guy, there's something going on here. You know. He's not charming me, you yeah, know. Right, right, right. So, calls me and he wants to do the uh, motorcycle ice races at the arena, and I, you know, at first I was kind of hesitant. We'd actually had a, we had a company that we were working with, and uh, and I called them and I said, "Hey, uh, I've, are you guys scheduling a date with us?" "Nope, we're taking a year off." Okay, so I call Anthony back, and I said, "Okay, fine, I'll bite. Let's go. We'll do this." Yeah. So uh, Anthony comes in, does the uh, does the ice races with us, and that's been almost a decade now. We've never looked back, and it's a it's a great event. But he he runs extreme international ice racing, and uh, and he's a complete lunatic, and uh, and he's awesome. And he's, he would be a great interview. So you might have about, to, like, if... You, I don't know if you... You clearly don't have a sensor button, but you okay. might. You yeah. might need one. I, but I, I, uh, I
0: don't give a shit what he says, but... so
1: But he and then Jay... We are talking about
0: the guy who, like, lays the bike down, and then, like, he's got the uh, metal studs in the He's got the studs on the bike. Right, right There's right. no
1: brakes on it. it. goes 0.60 in, like, yeah, right. three seconds or something. And uh, so, so Anthony, who actually runs that, and then... Um, a very good friend of his, Jay Maloney who is one of the top rated racers in that circuit those two guys uh, we became fast friends and those two guys became partners in this endeavor and they did like I said, they did the build out part, the the actual walls and the, you know, what have you so it was them that decided to do this and I remember them showing up with a trailer full of Pallet wood, and I said, "Oh, we are screwed. This oh, is nice. Nice this like is it, gonna yeah. suck." And uh, and they started putting it up, and I'm like, "This is this looks cool as hell." And yeah, they did a great job. And um, so everything that re- they did, they they really did a bang up job on the on the final touches on the on the sure. build out. Yeah, it was them.
0: So now that guy's local, then.
1: No, so Jay, and this is the thing. Rob and I are here in Danville. <laughs> Anthony Barlow is our uh, one of the partners. He lives in uh, St. Louis, just outside of St. Oh, Louis, Missouri. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, Jay Maloney, uh, who's also affiliated with the Ice Races, he lives in New Jersey. And then Michael Jorgensen is actually a local guy, but has recently moved to Carmel, Indiana. So, okay. so Rob and I are holding down the fort. Uh, while the other three guys are, you know, kind of doing their own thing. Right, 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 right. And, uh, but, yeah, but but they uh, they come through. Like, whenever they're through, they, they stop in. Um, and, you know, Anthony's like a kid in the candy store because he's really – I mean, they, everybody's very proud of what they've accomplished with sure. this. You know what I mean? And, again, this is like, you know, Rob and I and, and Jay and Michael and – we're really seriously we're showing off we're very very proud of what we got yeah, done and, yeah. and especially with the way we got it done and and what have you and so you know Anthony you know there's a guy that does 10 race circuit all over the country and he comes to Danville and he's like this is great you know I gotta figure
0: out when he's yeah, when he's near me so I can oh, get him to come on the podcast I'll tell you see.
1: what man you would uh, yeah that would be an interesting one
2: always
0: yeah. like an interesting story and in then if the guys you know I like to interview anybody who's like you said, I mean, this is something you're showing off. You're super proud of what you've done. Anybody who's in a business where you really enjoy... I don't care what it is, to be honest with you. even if it's not a business. I, like, I had uh, Tim Wills on with the... Uh, he's a, like amateur uh, railroad historian guy. Like, mm-hmm. He's got books and books and books on the railroad. He loves that nice. stuff, man. I had, I had a fine time talking with Tim about the railroad. We had no oh, yeah. problem at all. Yeah. That cause he was a wealth of knowledge. He was getting it out there as far as it goes. If you're not someone that's into the railroad, fine. But it was an hour and a 45-minute podcast that you know you could learn something about the railroad as far as that guy went. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it's all about the passion, right? I mean, yeah, you, you exactly. get to find a exactly. good interview because they're passionate about what they yes, do. Yes, I mean, yes, yes.
0: And I mean, somebody that's passionate about what they do, it's almost like uh, they can't wait. Like... Uh, a couple of interviews like oh i forgot to tell you about this or this or this and i'm like dude come back this is yeah. not i'm not it's not a tv show no one's paying me for this it's just you know for a good time yeah. so, you know just come back and talk again shit i would come like i said i would come back down here i'd like to get some people to come down for an evening down here too um and if you know anybody send them my way but uh we're an hour and almost 50 minutes in man uh It was a good talk. I appreciate it. What do you got coming up? What's, what's, what, what should somebody, if somebody's in the Danville area, why should they stop by?
1: Well, uh, again, you know, we're always very, we, we honestly feel like the tap handles, for example, just the 20 tap handles and what's in the cooler, everything. We, we feel like every day is an adventure in that regard. So, you know, if you come here on a Tuesday, we'll be different by Friday in terms of selections. Right. Um, and so that's always a big thing for us. But the next event that we're having is next Friday with the jazz band from Indiana State. And then um, we've got uh, some friends of mine coming in, uh, uh, I think on the 15th of November, whatever that Friday is. Uh, well, we've got music every, every Thursday, like I said, but uh, a band called The Freakness, uh, some local fellas, great band. They're coming in on uh, a Friday night. What kind of music um, is the Fruitless? They do everything. I mean, uh, it's a it's a trio, and they do a lot of R and B. Um, they do a lot of uh, you know everything from Prince to Boogie Shoes to nice. You know, just you name it. They're all, they're all over the board. That's damn good um, bar
0: music, right there. Yeah. And, and
1: yeah, and they're they're all very good friends of ours. They've also been instructors at uh, at our rock camp, and you know we we have a pretty tight network. Um, and then uh, the Black Friday events coming up, and we're still trying to figure out exactly what that means. Other than we're going to just pull up. I mean, we're actually going to open the bar with a band as early as we can. You know, just right. shenanigans. You know, right, right, right. Um, but uh, and then uh, sometime in December we'll we'll actually be finally home to an event that I've run for a number of years, and that's the the Rat Pack Christmas Party, which is just uh, a silly name for a. Uh, uh, A benefit for the women's shelter, okay. And uh, we've been doing it now for 20 years, I think. Where, you know, it's a whole idea of making sure that the the women at the women's shelter and their kids have a a good Christmas. And uh, yeah, you know,
0: we're we're, I live in this world now where I'm like talking to people that are, you know, they got successful businesses, they're happy with what they do, and then to think about like someone that's in a situation that they're oh my god hiding from some dude in a shelter. With the kid, like, thank God, there's people out there like you that are doing something to help that situation out because that's rough.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's always been. I don't know. I don't know. It's just that, that there's a number of uh, of causes that are near and dear to me, but that's always been one, and that's been a, a, a an annual benefit that we've done, um, getting the Christmas lists and wish lists from the kids and trying to do so as you know as as best we can and sure. making sure that the. You know that uh, everybody there they they don't get just like you know soap and shampoo they get gifts.
0: Yeah, something nice you know. for Christmas, right. right? So it's a big deal for kids. That, that that's for sure. I mean, kids are happy with a lot of like little things, but you know, not having Christmas would be pretty rough. Well, it's, uh, it's
1: it's it's a uh, for you and I and and maybe you know I don't know it's it it's difficult to think that people don't have a Christmas. Absolutely, uh, it's okay, I mean, sure, heartbreaking sure, to when, think that
0: damn lucky my my entire life as far as all that goes even through the injury stuff like you know my kids have never seen a christmas that there wasn't yeah christmas you know i've always made sure it was christmas but uh well cool man i i appreciate the invite i've enjoyed the uh the beers that you gave me i appreciate it sip of that one out of that uh, sniffer there but
1: uh yeah
0: otherwise it was nice time um I'd do it again, for sure.
1: Well, I can't wait. And like I said, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I will say this, uh, and, and I'll say this just because I, I have said this so many times in that my my, my classmates from Lincoln Way, I, and I can't explain it, but my classmates from Lincoln Way seem to be some of the, the nearest and dearest to my heart. Really? Yeah, yeah and, I, I, and I mean, you know, you have those different circles, right? I mean, you've got your career circle of friends. And you've got your college College circle of friends, and you know. But uh, but connecting and catching up with my my, the classmates at Lincoln Way seems to be so impactful to me. And I I never get tired of of running into people from high school. Never, no, me neither.
0: I went to the thirty year reunion, and it was it was fun. The only problem with the reunions are, honestly, it's the music. I, I love to have music on. I'm a guy that's got music on all the time. But when I haven't seen anybody in, Someone in 20 years And then I've got to talk over You know, Duran Duran Because they're <laughs> playing movies music there i right. right. like, you know, hey if I could just have about four hours of time To bullshit with these people Instead of trying to talk over music yeah. that, that would have been terrific uh,
1: Interesting I mean, it, that's funny that you say that And, and I but I see that now I, I totally can see that yeah. Right, right
0: yeah. And I mean I, I Maybe someone that Once they have conversations You know, all the time I look at it differently but that's—I mean, there's a lot of times I've left a bar because I'm like, hey, I can't talk to you here. Let's get out of here that's, and we'll go talk. You know what I mean? You just made you know, my point. Right, Absolutely. Right, right, yeah. Right. So, yeah. But uh, anyways, if you're a friend of Pete's or a friend of mine or something like that and you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel or rated me on uh, iTunes or something like that, please do because uh, it's pretty much what keeps me looking at the situation if it's growing i'm happy about it so uh you know subscribe it's uh it doesn't cost anything it's not a it's not a commitment to anything it's just uh more conversations like this and uh like i said this is episode 30 um there's 29 before this that i'm proud of all of them so thanks pete
1: thank you very much i appreciate it you. Thanks, man. thank you